Not like a prepared share. Really what I'm just going to do now is just share with you for a few minutes uh, a little piece of something I was learning today anyway. And just bashkach, I think it taka has a shaykhah still tainus. So we'll go like that. You know, when, when you think about what the ikr uh, schar that a person gets from a tainus, so l'chayra, uh, what, what, uh, what, what is most obvious is the fact that we're fasting, right? So you feel shvach, you're not as strong as uh, on the regular day, you don't have as much energy. And we find in Chazal, and the Rishayim, and so on, is that the fat and the blood and so on that a person, you know, is not, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, rebuilding, whatever it is, by eating and drinking on the Tainas, it's like a carbon, right? The truth is even the Rashash, the great Mekubal, the Rashash, so he wrote a, like a Shtigl Tefillah, he wrote in that a person should say on the Tainas, and the whole thing is focused and revolving around this Nakuda is that Chelbi, Vidami, my fat, my blood, that, um, that I'm sort of uh, giving over and sacrificing. It should be like a carbon. That's what a Tainus is. And again, that's from Chazal. The problem is that there's a very strange Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara says in Brachas, it's going through a whole bunch of things and talking about what the Ikr Schar of these experiences are. And the Gemara says, Igr de Tanisa. What's the main schar of a tainus is tzedkasa, the tzedakah that a person gives. In other words, again, the assumption is the money that you're saving on the meal, okay, so you're giving that tzedakah. So the tzedakah that was given on a tainus, that's the ikr schar. That's the schar very strange. I mean, if that's the point, then save us the trouble. Chazal, just make us a halacha that you should give tzedakah on Shavas there seems to be this theory in Chazal. Is the Indian of a tainus, the, the weakness and sort of the mysterious nefesh, the blood and the sacrifice, the physical sacrifice that we're doing through the fasting? Or is it no, the giving of tzedakah? Which one is it and how those two things come together? Okay. So, this is going to start off completely from left field, but uh, bear with me. There's a Tesefta in Mesechus Mikvais. Okay? The Tesefta in Mikvais, it's a price in Mesechus Mikvais in Perak Zion. It says like this. The Mishnah, the Brisa says, if a person jumps into a mikvah, not just, you know, does a, you know, belly flop or a, uh, what, cannonball. My brain is, uh, I haven't eaten today. So a cannonball or a belly flop into a mikvah, says the Mishnah, Harezim Maguna. Harezim Maguna, as the Tahara works, whether it be a woman going to the mikvah, a man going to the mikvah for Tahara, it works. But Harezim Maguna, it's not recommended. Maguna, it's not a right way to go into a mikvah. Why? Like, what's the issue over here? So the Rosh in Hilchus Mikvayis says the following thing, just one line. The Rosh says that this Tesefta is talking about a specific scenario. It's talking about where the mikvah has exactly, exactly memsa. Exactly memsa, okay? And there's enough space in the mikvah for, obviously, the water there and for a human being, you know, to go in. But, and, and therefore, the problem is, you, such a mikvah, you can't jump in. That, that's what the Rosh says. Now, exactly why? So the Rivash, one of the later Rishonim, quotes this Rosh, and he explains simple. He says, listen, we know the Mitzvah is, again, the mikvah only has exactly memsa, which is a basic minimum amount of water for a kosher mikvah. So if you go in benachas, you go in normally, step by step, okay, even you splash around a little bit, you're making a little bit moves, there's still going to be memsa in the mikvah. You're not, uh, if you do a cannonball in the mikvah, or you dive into the mikvah, then guess what? You know, the water's going to splash out because of the, you know, the energy of you going in like that. And so Mimela, there's not going to be Memsa in the mikvah. Okay? Now the Rivosh explains that the Tesefta says the Tefillah, the going into the mikvah, it works, but raising Maguna, it's not recommended. Says the Rivosh, the reason why it works is because, I mean, you have to, like, maybe if you had like slow motion, you could ask questions on this, but the Rivosh says, the Metzius says, the guy, 
you know, dives into the mikveh, his body is still going to be submerged in the memsa. And so it's just the, 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 the second after the uh, submerging of the body, the, the entire body will be covered in water. It's just that then the water is going to pop out. So technically speaking, he's being tevil in memsa. It's just that right at, like literally a, a second after he's submerged, this, the, the second after the, the, the moment of being submerged, there's no longer memsa. So he went into a kosher mikveh, and he's coming out of a, of a, of a, of a puzzle mikveh. So since technically the second that the body goes in, there's a moment, there's literally a moment of him being submerged within memsa, so technically it feels okay. But since a fraction of a second later, you know, there's no, the, the, the water jumps out, so harizim aguna. It's not, uh, it's not a right way of going to the mikveh like that. It's better recommended. Go in benachas, and then the next person comes in. He'll have a kosher mikveh and so on. That's the that's the rush. Okay, and that's why Pascha Shulchan Aruch and Hilchos Mikvayis and Simon Reish Alf and Shulchan Aruch says, if you have a mikveh, this is exactly memsa. Don't body flop into the mikveh. Don't dive in. Go in benachas. The next person doesn't the next person. Oh, because the, the the okay, yeah, it's true. He's saying that even even he, he says that even at the for the person himself, it doesn't look. Uh, it's not rec- It's not recommended. That's why he says it's kosher tefillah. It's not recommended. It doesn't look right. So that's the rush. Now, what's interesting is is the Rambam, when the Rambam quotes this Tesefta, again, don't jump into a mikvah. I raise a maguna. The Rambam it has nothing to do with a mikvah exactly memsa. The Rambam says it's not about a regular mikvah. Like a regular could be uh, an ocean. Mamish an ocean. Don't, if you're going for a mikveh, don't jump in. Go in benachas. Why? Says the Rambam, because uh, it doesn't look like you're going in Bitar's mikveh, right? People dive in a swimming pool. People jump when you're just trying to have fun. You jump into the water. So the Rambam says the reason why the, the Tesefta is telling us don't dive into a mikveh, because it doesn't look, it's Maris night, it doesn't look like you're going into a mikveh for the, for the sake of Tahara. It's true it works 100%. It's a regular mikveh. You don't, you don't dive in like that. Now, what's interesting is, is, is why the Rambam doesn't learn like the Rush. Because if you think, because if, if you take in the context of that Tosefta, every other halacha mentioned in that Brisa is, is explicitly talking about a mikvah of exactly memsa, okay? Which is why the Rush learns that line as well, is talking about a mikvah of exactly memsa. And the issue is, when you dive in, the water is displaced. So why would the Rambam take that line out of the general context of the b'risa and says, no, 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 this is talking about any size mikvah, and it, doesn't lo- it just doesn't look like you're going into a mikvah for the normal reasons. It looks like you're going just to have fun. Why would the Rambam do that? Okay, I'm not saying there's anything, not, there's, there's nothing wrong with how the Rambam is learning, but like, why would he not learn like the Rosh? Okay, so my suggestion is like this. There's another Rambam in Hilchus Shar of Asatum. Okay, listen, a couple lines. The Rambam says like this. The Rambam says... The following scenario, let's say you have a mikvah, and you have a, uh, a funny situation, let's say you have a, like a pillow, or a mattress, or a chair, or some, something like that, literally in the mikvah, completely submerged in the mikvah. And then you have a zav, a person that's tame, outside the mikvah, and he sticks his hand in and touches the submerged uh, chair. Okay? Now normally, if a person that's tame touches a chair, the chair is tame. But what if the chair is in the mikvah? So it says the Ram like this, Zav shedaras al mishkav, a zav, a person that's tummy, that uh, you know comes in contact with a pillow, uh, something like this, a chair. Shumunach b'mikveh, which is submerged in the mikveh. Harei mishkav tame, says the Rambam. The, the chair that's in the mikveh is tame. Ukeshayal mishkav, but it's just when you take it out of the mikveh, yitar, then it'll become tar. Sharei also leitvila because it came out of a mikveh. So, 
says the Kesef Mishnah, you see from here in the Rambam a huge Chiddush, which is, when exactly is the moment, a person goes to the mikveh, right? Your tummy, you go into the mikveh, come out, you tar. When exactly is the moment when you become tar? Is it when you're in the mikveh, submerged, when your body is underwater and you're holding your breath? Or is it when you're coming out of the mikveh? From the Rambam, it's clear, says the Kesef Mishnah, the moment of tahara is when you come out of the mikveh. Therefore, says the Rambam, even though the chair is submerged in the water, it's completely submerged, at that moment, it's, it's susceptible to tumah. I, how is this susceptible to tumah? It's in a mikvah. The answer is, in a mikvah doesn't make you tar. In a mikvah doesn't make you tar. If the thing is submerged in the mikvah, it could become tameh. Says the Rambam, when do things become tahar? Not when they're in the mikvah, when they come out of the mikvah. When you stick your head out of the mikvah, you start walking out of the mikvah, that's when you become tar. So says the Rambam, the chair is tummy when it's submerged. It's just that when you take it out of the mikvah, then it'll become tahar. So that's the, a huge chiddush in the Rambam. The question is where he got this from. This huge chiddush that tahara does not happen in the mikvah. It, come, it happens when you come out of the mikvah. So Mamele, let's go back to this situation that, of, of the rush where you have a mikvah. It's exactly memsa, okay, and you do a belly flop in the mikvah. So said the rush, the Tzefdas told me such a scenario, and said the, the rush, it works. Mm-hmm. Because for a moment, for a half a second, your body is submerged in, in a full memsa, it's just a second later the water is dispersed. So, Harry's Maguna doesn't look so nice, but it's, a, it's still a kosher mikvah. The Rambam could not learn the Tesefta talking about that. Why? Because according to the Rambam, that, what, that, the, that the Tahara happens not when you're in, submerged in the mikvah. You have, to come, you, have to e- you have to emerge out of the full mikvah. It's not enough to, to, to go into a full mikvah. You have to come out of a full mikvah. So according to the Rambam, if you belly flop into a mikvah, so even if it's true for a, you know, a fraction of a second, your body is submerged in the full memsa, but a fraction of a second later, a lot of the water is going to be out of the mikvah. So what, how much of a mikvah are you going to be coming out of? You're going to be coming out of a mikvah that has less than memsa. So the Tzisefta should not say, it's not a nice way of going to the mikvah. It doesn't work. Because even though you went into the mikveh and for a moment you were submerged in memsa, but the energy that you put in by being submerged like that, the water's popping out. And by the time your head comes out, the water's gone. So it's not just uh, not a nice way of going to the mikveh. It doesn't work. So why would the tisef to say, you can't belly flop because it doesn't look so nice? Forget it doesn't look so nice. You were, you, if you belly flop into a mikveh of exactly memsa, you're coming out of a missing mikveh. And the tahara happens when? Not when you're in the, submerged in the water, when you come out of the water. In other words, the Ramah, you have a chiddish, that you don't have to, it's not enough to go into a mikvah of memsa, you have to also come out of a mikvah of memsa. So because of that, the Ramah had to learn that this Mishnah, which says that belly flopping into a mikvah, it works, but it's not recommended, must not be talking about a mikvah of exactly memsa. Because if it's exactly memsa, then it's not just not recommended, it doesn't work, because you're not going to be coming out of a full mikvah. By the time you come out, the mikvah will be gone. So therefore, the Ram had to learn that this is talking about just the general uh, halacha that it's not good to belly flop in mikvahs because it doesn't look like you're going to the mikvah. Okay. So, yeah, fine. Say it again. In the case where it's exactly Yeah. The water, he's in there with 40 sala when he comes out. So he, when the, the moment his body, in those, let's assume that it's exactly memsa. He belly flops in, so he comes in. So while there's a, there's a second while he's submerged that he's now surrounded by memsa. But the moment, a second later, and the moment that he, his head pops up, by that time, you know, a, a certain amount of the water is going to be gone. So by the time his head comes out of the water, it's not a full memsa in the mikvah anymore. 
So that's not, that's not going to cause a tahara. The tahara is when you emerge out of a mikvah of memsa. You have to emerge, right, because that's when the tahara is happening. So the whole halach of, mem, of memsa is not only at the moment of the tefillah, it's at the moment of the aliyah, that you have to come out of the full mikvah as well. But the Rambam said that if you go into a mikvah less than 40 cell while you're in there, there's no more water and you come out, it would be hard to get that exact moment. The, the definition of coming out would have to... You have shalot something, sort of. You know what I'm saying? It would be impossible to... In theory, it's an interesting point. Yeah. You go to 39, and while you're underwater, someone puts another... Everyone would agree that's fine. No one's going to say that you have to go down the steps into a memsa. You know what I'm saying? According to the rush, also, if I'm in a mikvah, if I'm in a, in a mikvah, whatever it is, but it doesn't have memsa, and while I'm under the water... You know, they, 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 you know, it starts raining, whatever it is, and uh, Memsa comes in. Everyone is going to agree that's fine. The question is more in this, in this technicality, like, is it because you're underwater or is it when you're coming out? While you're under, somebody takes out some of the water. And would say that. Then the Rambam would say it's no good. The Rush would say it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Would, that's the question. It depends. That would be the machla, I guess. In other words, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a okay. See, I was hoping this would be a short thing. There's, a, there's, a, there's an avinazer. There's a chu- no, no, no. Yes, there's an avinazer in in Mishmar Ayin Beis. Avinazer has a whole arichas about this, and he has a bunch of problems with this Rambam. That's one of them. That's one of the the issues that he deals with. There's a few halachas. It's it's a it's a very big chiddush of the Rambam that the mikveh that the tar is when you come out of the mikveh, and therefore the mikveh has to be shalim when you come out. It's it's a, it's a big with a lot of kashas. So that's that's it's one of the mishnayos that the that the avinazer deals with. It's uh, it's an issue. Okay, so why am I talking about this? So this is a cloud that I've mentioned in a number of times. In other words, what it boils down to is the machlekes between the rush and the rambam. Where does the tahara happen? When you're underneath the water holding your breath or when you pop out? Right? That's the machlekes. So as I mentioned many times, you know, in, in Pneumius, whenever there's a klipa, whenever there's a tumah, there's always two different approaches of how to tackle the issue. There's what's called in the svarim iskafia subduing the Yetzirah, seek and destroy, destroying the Yetzirah. Or there's another approach which is called Ishavcha de Sitrachra, converting it into light. So, uh, for example, a person has, uh, has a temper face. So that's a problem. It's a problem. So there's two different approaches. Either break the Midah, you know, or be the opposite, become someone who's mamish, uh, tame and, and, and calm. That's called Iskafi, that's called subduing, that's called Bittal. It's called bittel. It's a nullifying the, the Yetzahara. Or there's another approach, which is channeling that energy into something productive. Uh, Pinchas, this expires. Pinchas is a kanoi. So it means he had a temper. It's just that he channeled his, uh, that fire into Avadis Hashem. That's called this hafcha. <clears throat> when a person is in a mikvah, so you're going to a mikvah because there's a tumma, because yeah, there's something wrong. So how does the tahara happen? Well, there's two approaches. Either the tahara happens by bittel, by nullifying, by destroying, by breaking, or it happens by channeling, by, 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 by taking everything you had already and just redirecting it. <clears throat> when a person is in a mikvah, there's a bechin of death that's happening, right? You're holding your breath and you're literally, you can't, you can't survive on the water, right? So <clears throat> we, we know that w- w- the Rosh versus the Rambam is Ashkenaz versus Sfarad. Again, I've mentioned this many times that the way of the way of the Rosh, the way of, of Chachmi Ashkenaz, is in more din and bittel and iskafia and subduing and destroying, whereas the way of, of Chachmi Sfarad, the way of the way of uh, of the Sfaradim is more of Chesed versus din, and Chesed is more not about destroying, but it's about redirecting and channeling. 
Okay? That's the, those are the two different approaches. So the Rosh, who's coming from the world of what? The world of Din, the world of, of Melchama, the world of Gvura. So the Rosh understands that the way to deal with Tumma, how do you deal with a Tumma? You destroy it. You destroy it. The person before the mikvah is full of uh, ego and gaiva, whatever is the tumma that he's dealing with. The way to do it is to be mavatl, to bitl, bitl, bitl yeshes, bitl b'mitzias. So the tara happens, what? When you're underneath the wood and you can't breathe, and there's a bechin of death that's happening over that moment, that's the moment of the tahara. Whereas the Rambam, who's coming from the world of svarat, which is the way of chesed, he sees that tahara is not happening when you destroy the, the personality, when you destroy the person, when the person has an element of death, quite the opposite. The real tahara is happening when what? When the person emerges out of the mikvah alive, just like he was before, but now it's, the person's more directed into a positive way. The tahara doesn't happen when he's under the water in a, way, in a state of, of misa, in a state of bittel. Rather, the tahara happens when he reemerges with a healthy sense of yesh, with a healthy sense of something. No, the, the problem that he started with was an unhel- with a sense of self, a sense of ego. That's where all Tumma comes from, ego. And so that ego, before he went to the mikvah, was bringing him into all the wrong places. So how do you deal with that ego? How do you deal with that sense of yesh? Either you destroy it by letting the person taste a little bit of death. And that's the way of the rush, where the tahara happens when you're submerged under the water. Or the, ta- real, the other way of tahara is let him be himself, just now be himself in a more directed, uh, focused approach. And that's the way the Rambam, the tahara happens when you emerge out of the mikvah. What does it have to do with the tainus? So the tainus is the same thing. Tainus, the whole day of a tainus is a mikvah. The end of a tainus is, again, the person, we come into a tainus, tainus is day of tshuva, it's day of tikkun, it's day of tahara. But how does that tahara happen? The problem with a, with a, with a person is, is the yeshus, is the ego, the gaiva, the, the sense of self. There's no, not enough room for the rebunishment in a person's life. So the way that happens, there's always these two approaches, and they're both 100% true. Just one is gevura, one is din, and one is chesed. So there's a tahara that happens through a tainus, which is about destroying the person's ego. And that happens by fasting, by tasting a little bit of not being alive. Ke'ilu, the tahara of the rush, of being submerged in the water, of not being able to breathe. And that's the tahara that happens in terms of destroying the eight sahara and destroying the, the ego that is our problem. But then there's another approach which is, and, and, and they're not opposed to each other, there's another approach which is that tahara happens not by tasting death and tasting bitl, but by having a sense of self, but, but using that sense of self and that sense of um, power in a productive way. And that's called giving tzedakah. When a person gives tzedakah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a position of dominance, right? The person is in need and I, I have, and I am giving the person in need. That's, that's, that, that's an expression of my power, but that's an unbelievably holy expression of power. So before the tainus, the person is also feeling powerful, but his power is making him do all the wrong things. But when it comes to a tainus, now there's, two, there's a two-pronged approach in terms of, what it, of the tahara, of the nefesh from gaiva that the person has to become purified from. There's one approach which is the way of the rush, the way of chachmi ashkenaz, the way of, of din, the way of subduing, the way of musr, of destroying. And just like by the Rosh says that the tahar of a mikveh is when you're under the water and you can't breathe, so too the tahar of a tainis is the fact that you feel shvach and you don't feel powerful. But mitzah shen, the way of the Rambam, the way of chach meisvar, the way of chesed, is that the tahara happens not by subduing and by crushing and by breaking the way of musr. Rather, it's the way of ishavcha, of converting, 
of the tahara happens when you come out of the mikvah with a refocused, refocused attention of what the purpose of life is. And by Tainus as well, the tahara happens by giving tzedakah, by channeling that yeshus and that gaiva that was the problem before the Tainus, by, being, by using that power and that authority in a productive way of helping other people. So Hashem should help us. Taka, we should be zaychet all levels of tahara, skafi, v'shavcha. And uh, like the Pasik says, you know, the Rabbanu Shalom should fill the whole world with uh, May Mayim Tahir and the May Mikvah of Yeskal Tzadik Mehrvi Menu Amen.